Welcome to the Table of Perspective, where we take a deeper look into how the internal narrative of an individual determines their response to life itself and all it entails. Today, I'm your host, Bula, and I will be doing the part two of Experiencing a Deeper Christian Life by Andrew Murray. Do enjoy after our first song.
So in the Andrew Murray 3-in-1 collection, um, I had previously done a, um, a little bit of a breakdown of the first book some weeks ago. And what ended up happening is we're going to go into the second book set, which is The Deeper Christian Life, because there are three in total. The third one is Experiencing the Holy Spirit. And um, just as a little brush up on who Andrew Murray is, Andrew Murray, or rather was, Andrew Murray was born in 1828 and he died in 1917. He was an amazingly prolific Christian writer. He lived and ministered as both a pastor and an author in the towns and villages of South Africa. And his new books from, and new books from his pen were awaited with great eagerness. Many people the world over have hailed Andrew Murray as their spiritual father and given credit for much of their Christian growth to the influence of his profound insights. Experiencing a Deeper Christian Life is a compilation of three classic works written by the renowned and best-loved author Andrew Murray. In Humility, the first book, Andrew Murray shows that the humble dependence on God is the basis of all genuine blessing. While in The Deeper Christian Life, he makes the secrets of a successful Christian life easily understandable to all believers. In Experiencing the Holy Spirit, he discusses the importance and power of the Holy Spirit in the Christian's life. This Andrew Murray 3-in-1 collection is ideal for new believers as well for those desiring a closer and deeper walk with God. So we're going into chapter 12, Humility and Exaltation. And it says that he who humbles himself will be exalted in Luke 14 verses 11. Uh, and then it says, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in James 4 verses 10. Humble yourselves therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. And that's 1 Peter 5 verses 6. So the author goes on to say that just yesterday I was asked the question, how am I to conquer this pride? The answer was simple. Two things are needed. Do what God says is your work. Humble yourself. Trust him to do what he says is his work and he will exalt you. The command is clear. Humble yourself. That does not mean that it is your work to conquer and cast out the pride of your nature and to form within yourself the lowliness of the Holy Jesus. No, this is God's work. The very essence of that exaltation in which he lifts you up to, into the real likeness of the beloved son. What the command does mean is this. Take every opportunity of humbling yourself before God and man. Humble yourself and stand persistently, notwithstanding all failure or falling. Under this unchanging command. Do this with your faith in the grace that is already working in you and is in the assurance that more grace will be available for the victory that is coming. Look to the light that conscience flashes on the pride of the heart and its working. Accept with gratitude everything that God has allowed from within or without, from friend or enemy, in nature or in grace, to remind you of your need of humbling and to help you do it. Believe humility to indeed be the mother of all virtue, your very first duty before God, and the one perpetual safeguard of the soul. Set your heart upon it as the source of all blessing. The promise is divine and sure. He that humbles himself will be exalted. See that you do this one thing uh, that God asks. Humble yourself. God will see that he does the one thing that he has promised. He will give more grace and he will exalt you in due time. All God's dealings with man are characterized by two stages. There is the time of preparation, when command and promise, with the mingled experience of effort and inability, of failure and partial success, with the holy, uh, holy expectancy of something better which these awaken. Train and discipline men for higher stage. When it comes to the time of fulfillment, then faith inherits the promise and enjoys what it had so often struggled for in vain. 
This law holds good in every part of the Christian life and in pursuit of every separate virtue. This is because it is grounded in the very nature of things. In all that concerns our redemption, God must take the initiative. When that has been done, man's turn comes. In the effort after obedience and attainment, he must learn to know his weakness. In self-despair, he must learn to die to himself, and so voluntarily and intelligently fitted to receive the promise of God. The Father will complete that which man had accepted at the beginning of in, at the beginning in ignorance. So God, who had been in the beginning before man rightly knew him or fully understood what his purpose was, is longed for and welcomed as the end, as the all in all. It is even thus too in the pursuit of humility. To every Christian, the command comes from the throne of God Himself. Humble yourself. The earnest attempt to listen and obey will be rewarded, yes, rewarded, with the painful discovery of two things. The one, what depth of pride and willingness to count oneself and to be counted nothing, to submit absolutely to God, there was that one never knew. The other, what utter weakness there is in all our efforts and also in all our prayers for God's help. To destroy the hideous monster. Blessed is the man who now learns to put his hope in God and to persevere, notwithstanding all the power of pride within him, in acts of humility before God and men. We know that the law of human nature, acts produce habits, habits breed dispositions, dispositions form the will, and the rightly formed will is character. It is not otherwise in the work of grace, as acts, persistently repeated, lead to habits and dispositions, and these strengthen the will. He who works both to will and to do comes with his mighty power and spirit. The humbling of the proud heart with which the penitent saint casts himself so often before God is rewarded with the more grace, quote unquote, of the humble heart in which the spirit of Jesus has conquered and brought the new nature to its maturity. In this heart, he, the meek and lowly one, now dwells forever. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will exalt you. And of what does the exaltation consist? The highest glory of man is in the being only a vessel, to receive and enjoy and show forth the glory of God. It can only do this as it is willing to be nothing itself, so that God may be all. Water always fills the lowest places first. The lower, the emptier a man lies before God, the speedier and the fuller the inflow of the divine glory will be. The exaltation of God promises it. The exaltation God promises is not, cannot be, any external thing apart from himself. All that he has to give or can give is only more of himself, to take more complete possession. The exaltation is not like an earthly prize, something arbitrary. It is no necessary connection with the conduct to be rewarded. No, but it is in this very nature that the effect and result of the humbling of ourselves. So we're going to go into the second song and then I'm just going to... Um, flip over to another part of the chapter and then we will wrap things up so do enjoy And I didn't answer Have you ever cried to me in faith 
and I didn't show up. Why can't you just cast your feet upon it and leave it right there? I am your God and I will restore. Why can't you just throw your doubts away and start believing? All the times you've cried and felt alone is enough to trust me. Have you ever wondered who I am? I'm your father. I am your God. And I will restore. The years of so chapter of um, the deeper Christian life, he starts off by saying that our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. 
And that's in 1 John 1 verses 3. And he says that the first and most important need of our Christian life is fellowship with God. The divine life within us comes from God and is entirely dependent upon God. As every moment I need fresh air to breathe, and the sun as every moment sends down afresh its light, so it is only in direct, living communication with God that my soul can really be strong. Our daily fellowship with God will be strengthened by the following principles. Take time to meet God. The manna gathered on one day was moldy when the next day came. I must every day have fresh grace from heaven, and I obtain it only in waiting directly upon God himself. Begin each day by tarrying before God and letting him touch you. Take time until you know God is very near. Let your first act in your devotions be to become quiet before God. In prayer or worship, everything depends upon God taking the chief place in your attention. I must bow quietly before him in humble faith and adoration. Speaking within my heart, God is, God is near. God is love, longing to communicate himself to me. God, the Almighty One, who works all in all, is even now waiting to work in me and make himself known. Take time to bow down very low before God. When you have given God his place of honor, glory, and power, take your place of the deepest lowliness and seek to be filled with the spirit of humility. It is your blessedness to be nothing, so that God may be all in you. As a sinner, you are not worthy to look up to God, bow in self-abasement. As a saint, let God's love overwhelm you and bow down lower still. Sink down before Him in humility, meekness and patience. Surrender to His goodness and mercy and He will exalt you. That section actually reminds me of a really wonderful song that 3C Live actually produced called Sia Kotama. So it is a vernacular song, but it means to bow before God. And the verses in the song is really exceptional in the way that it becomes a sort of anthem. And in singing it, it almost becomes a, like a humbling declaration. And obviously it is worship to God, but it just as a, a point to note, it was something very really quite a beautiful song to 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 find and listen to and in saying that i am going to close off um the end of this chapter so i do hope this was somehow enjoyable and perhaps encouraging i strongly advise that you perhaps pick up this book if you are interested in not only growing in theology but understanding more of the scripture and how it applies to you and how you can apply it and really you know building your life um on the foundation which is christ so that is all from me. I do hope you enjoyed it and have a great day. Cheers. Stay updated, stay entertained with Active FM on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else. Engage with us, like posts, comment, share them out, retweet, retweet, and repost. Spread the word. Active FM. Radio has never been better. When I see the sun rising, then I know that you're around in my darkest moments. Then I need you to come down. It was the Your love's not falling
with me with me 